three, two, one. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Praxis Guild. This is episode number four, dealing with disappointment. If you've ever desired to accomplish something significant in your life, then you know what it's like when you fall short. Someone once said that what you get by achieving your goals is not as important as what you become by achieving your goals. And so today's episode is all about what to do when we fall short of our expectations and turning towards a mindset of becoming rather than achieving. All right, so let me begin with a little story. Um, I work in higher education and uh, I'm actually on secondment to a a organization called BC Campus. And I tend to apply to go to a lot of conferences, whether to attend or to speak. I tend to apply to more where I want to speak than I, than I want to go to. And so this was the case uh, just over these last few months. I applied to uh, be a speaker at a bunch of different conferences. And um, in the emails that I get back, uh, wasn't accepted. And that, uh, that kind of sucked. Uh, not used to that quite honestly. And, um, before I get into it too deep, I know that there are lots of people who apply to go to conferences and they don't get accepted. And for whatever reason, their, their presentation doesn't hit the mark. And so I know that cognitively, I know that in my head, but when it actually comes through in an email, it, it, it's, it's hard to deal with. And so I fell short of my expectations and it actually had a pretty negative effect on my thinking for uh, a couple days. And that's not like me uh, for, for a large part, but uh, it affected me a lot. And so I wanted to share with you uh, some things that I had been reading and kind of working through to get me through this whole thing um, about disappointment. And so Disappointment really is all about falling short of expectations. We get that. But one thing that I found quite interesting is that the level of disappointment that we're experiencing over this issue uh, is in direct proportion to the passion that we have in our life regarding that specific topic or issue. And another thing that I came across is that there's there, there can be no deep disappointment where there is not deep love. Now, Martin Luther King Jr. said that, and it actually made me think a lot about the drivers towards my goals in the sense that I, I can't feel a deep disappointment in not achieving goals if there wasn't a deep commitment to getting them in the first place. And that, that makes sense. So the principle is this, is that what is the desire or value underpinning my goal or underpinning your goal? And when we begin breaking that down, uh, we begin detaching ourselves from the situation and you give yourself space to look and to think. And so when we start doing that, we start asking ourselves all the important questions. And mostly those questions are about ourself. You see, there's two ways that this works. There's an inward piece and then there's an outward piece. And so the outward piece is all about questions about self-loathing, the unhealthy self-obsession that we have, um, maybe even some experiences with humiliation and shame and telling people that we didn't make it. But there's also the outward piece to this. And that's where people fall into this trap of blaming other people, of 
being spiteful towards a group or a situation. Uh, and it gets darker in the sense that we can begin gossiping about other people. We can even begin backstabbing other people or organizations or committees because we're feeling that disappointed and, and those are negative and those are never, ever to be accepted. And so I find that disappointment is by far better than apathy. Because here's the thing, if I'm disappointed in something, it's a reflection of my deep love or my deep interest of that thing. If I just feel apathetic towards something, then I don't feel anything at all. And I would rather be disappointed than apathetic. I'd rather have somebody disappointed in me and what I've fallen short on than have them feeling apathetic towards me. And so um, there's a there's a video uh, in the show notes uh, that you'll get if you subscribe to the podcast. You'll get a PDF of all the show notes for all the YouTube clips and the articles and stuff. But you have to you have to give me your email if you want those PDFs. And uh, in that PDF, there's a really good video from Jocko Willink, uh, and so I, I know you'll enjoy that. But what I came to the conclusion of. And what helped me really work through to that conclusion was my acronym HMA squared or HMAA. And so the H stands for heart. And when I'm, when I'm looking at this piece, it's really all about the ethos of me and the situation. And it really begins to help me to look inward and to own what I need to own and to check the balance between my desire and what I value and then ask the hard question, do they match? And then in my mind, I'm looking at the logos piece, the logic behind my thinking uh, about this particular situation. And so if someone else was to come to me with this situation and the feelings that they have, what would I say to them? And so in essence of what would I say to them should be what I'm going to say to myself. And then this is where I really begin to detach because if we begin to detach from the emotional piece in this, you can actually think a lot more clearly and a lot more logically. And so I can begin asking the important question uh, of all of this is that were my expectations reasonable? Did, did I expect to be included in the speakers uh, that were listed for the conference? And so in answering the question or answering that question, I can begin to unearth why I missed my target or why I didn't live up to the expectation. And you see that has to happen before the attitude piece, the logos or the, or the logic has to happen before the attitude or the, or the pathos, because the attitude is all about feelings. And so I start asking myself, what were my initial feelings about being rejected? What were my initial feelings about not getting invited to this specific conference? And why did I feel the need to ruminate? And I love this word ruminate because it gives us the, the idea or the picture of a cow chewing its cud. And so why did I feel the need to essentially bring this stuff back up again and think about it some more? And why did I feel I needed to bring up those feelings and, and allow them to take over me? Why did I allow these things to ruminate in my mind and rob me of time and energy and focus of where I could put other, put those things in other things? And so that's the attitude piece. Then finally the action. So when I, when I start looking inward and I start thinking logically and beginning to detach and I begin looking at my feelings and dissecting those things and asking myself why the need to ruminate, then I'm in a proper place to deal with some action pieces 
And one of the things I, I had to remind myself is, you know, I'm not unique. Uh, there are lots of people who applied. Not everybody got in. It's not like there was 150 people applied and 149 people got in and Tim was the only one who didn't get in. I'm not unique. Not everyone made it. And so this is the teleos piece or the actual end goal, uh, the practical end of all of this. And it has to deal with the disappointment. And so there's essentially five things that I had to come to a conclusion on. One, I had to accept the situation. If I didn't accept the situation, then I'm just going to spin and spin and spiral and spiral. And it's not going to be any good. So I have to accept it. The second thing I needed to do is I need to start reframing. I need to start reframing. And what do I mean by that? I need to enact the stuff that I'm doing in the mind or the Logos piece. And I'm detaching myself. I'm beginning to dissect this situation and asking myself, why am I, why am I allowing myself to ruminate all over this? And then shifting my language from me, or sorry, from them or those to me. And, and that's massively important because I'm not in this to blame other people. I can't do this and blame other people. I have to own what is mine to own and then begin to move forward. So I'm shifting my language. I'm not looking at blaming them. I'm essentially looking at possibly quite honestly blaming myself. So I'm shifting my language. But then secondly, I'm not going to accept others language about this. So others will say to me, oh yeah, you know what? They're not that great of a committee or that, that conference really isn't that great of a conference. You shouldn't really feel that bad about it. No, no, no. I'm not accepting that because they're not helping me to see what I did wrong and what I could do better. They're just giving me excuses. So I'm not going to accept others language if it doesn't include me. And then the fifth thing is I need to strategize and execute. So essentially I need to, I need to plan and then I need to execute or, or work out that plan. It's not, it's not good enough to just strategize and it's not good enough to just start wandering around and thinking that I can fix this or, or do different, do something different later on. No, no, I have to strategize and then execute. So coming to the end here, and I want to offer three praxis points for you. One. What is it you desire and what is it you value? Do these things add up? Are they, are they um, the same or are they different? And why are these things driving you towards your goal? So that's the first thing. What is your desire and what is it that you value? And how do these affect how you drive towards your goal? Second thing, outcomes are feedback. Outcomes are feedback. And what is the feedback objectively saying to me? Because feedback is objective. There's no morality in feedback. It's, it's either there or it's not. It's, it's not. it's not a necessarily a positive or a negative. Feedback is just feedback. And so what's it trying to, t- what's it trying to tell me? What's it objectively saying to me? And then the third thing, is what is the lesson for me here? So I didn't make it. Okay, didn't make it. What's the lesson? Did I not do something correctly? Am I simply, did I do everything correctly, but just, you know, the proposal wasn't strong enough? Uh, Did I miss the mark with the theme? 
maybe quite honestly, I didn't have enough research or maybe my background wasn't the right kind of background for the conference. Or maybe I'm too forward thinking, or maybe I'm too systems thinking, or maybe I'm not forward thinking enough. Maybe I'm not innovative enough. Maybe I'm not disruptive enough. All those, they're just questions. But what is the lesson for me here? And what can I do to get stronger through this, even despite this? And that's the big thing. What can I do to get stronger through this and despite this? So those are the three practice points. What is it I desire and what is it I value? Number two, outcomes or feedback. And three, what is the lesson for me here? And how can I get stronger through this? So that's how I begin to deal with disappointment. And it's not always foolproof, but I find myself going back to this time and time again to help me get through disappointments, especially when I apply to conferences to speak and I don't get it. And that's okay that's okay. I can move on and I can be stronger. And the next time I apply at a conference, I'll have all this body of knowledge to help me out. So speaking of help me out, you can subscribe to the podcast through iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher, and you can subscribe to them right on the platform themselves, or you can subscribe uh, to the podcast on the website, thepraxisguild.com. And when you're on the website, why don't you sign up for the newsletter? Uh, I'll be sending out a weekly newsletter, uh, usually at the end of the week, so a Thursday or Friday, and it will cover off a whole bunch of different things. There'll be some extra information in the newsletter for those who sign up, more so than what you'll see in the show notes. And you get a you get a couple free things from me, as well as getting kind of the the, the preemptive strike on things that are coming out, whether it's new episodes or some new content or new opportunities that you might want to take uh, advantage of. And then uh, it, for this episode, there's, there'll be some show notes on the website, but if you want the complete detailed show notes, along with a PDF resource that goes with them, please sign up, uh, giving me your email and your name. And in exchange for that, uh, in the way that I can say thank you, I will give you a PDF for that and uh, future newsletters to kind of keep you up to speed on what I'm reading, uh, what's influencing me, um, and some other stuff that uh, I think is quite frankly pretty cool and I think that you'll really benefit from. Okay, so that's it for this week. I hope you have a great week and uh, we'll catch you later. Take care. Take care.